No, absolutely not. I love that song. Fair enough. <laughs> Shamelessly. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm just trying to get into the holiday spirit, you know? I love it. I love it. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we're talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. So normally we do uh, like a Christmas advent calendar of movies every year. Ooh. Or not normally, I guess we've been doing it since we were living in Boston. So yeah, we would watch one Christmas movie a day for 25 days or 24 days or whatever yeah but this is the first year that we just haven't been able to make our schedules work to do it so i think that might be part of the reason why i'm not as into christmas this year i'm not getting like because we would often start like december 1st right like an advent calendar yeah yeah and start with like a banger like the santa claus or something yeah and then kind of work through some of the worst ones and then you know on special days whatever have the nice ones and then finish with all the best on yeah the last three days of christmas or whatever yeah yeah um but one thing I did notice this year was that Netflix released a six-episode series of a sequel to the Santa Claus. Ooh. And so there's already the three movies, obviously. Yeah. And they get progressively worse as you go along. And then there's this series, and the whole concept is, like, he's old now, and so he's going to retire. Yeah. And so he's trying to find someone to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, all the original characters are in it. No way. So, like, Tim Allen's in it, yeah. and the person that plays his wife from the second movie's in it. Oh, my gosh. Bernard the Elf is in it, and Charlie yeah. the Sun is in it, and they're all, like, older, and, like, and it looks really, really bad, and I can't wait to watch it. Yes. <laughs> Are you waiting till like, the six days before Christmas to start it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it deserves that much. That I much think we'll time. probably just try to binge watch it in, like, a couple days or something, but... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so gotta awesome. save those last days for, like, real... Real Christmas, good, real good Christmas movies. Fair enough. Yeah. Are you working like it? Not Christmas, no. no. I'm working Christmas Eve and I'll have Christmas Day and Boxing Day off, but I don't mind working a decent amount because I don't get the chance to while I'm in school. So fair enough. Want to try now, but I'm having a hard time this year. Are you? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like it's what, 10 days away? Yeah. Yeah. Nine, Nine days when this comes out. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I guess it will be nine. Holy so, crap. Nine days. Well, because I have an exam tomorrow and I have an exam on Monday. Oh, no. So it's like it goes pretty close up. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's I mean, that's probably at the forefront of your mind, right? Like, so. Yeah. I'm sure once they're done, you'll get be able to more easily get into the holiday spirit. Yeah. If you will. I think also not. Um, not having to plan for mm-hmm. like the holiday business. Yeah. In in my restaurant has been very confusing. Like I'm just like with my new job, I'm just an employee, and I'm just yeah. kind of there, and I don't have to plan for it, and I don't have to like worry about it, and I'm just yeah. kind of focused on school, and I just kind of go in and do my job and leave. So yeah, right. it's very. That would be. That, I guess this is the first time that you haven't for for quite a while, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even That's... through even through the pandemic, we had to plan for it and stuff because in 2020 we had patios still available at that point plus we were doing like takeout and trying to like build sales and then 2021 it was basically full seating and from then it was 
you know, back to normal business. So it's been, it's been different for me for sure. Yeah. Like, are you finding it kind of relieving a little bit? Like you don't have to be planning or is it making it Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm way more relaxed. I'm not stressed out about Christmas. I don't have to worry about, you know, who's going to be on the schedule, what days. I just have to worry about whether or not I'm working in my schedule and stuff, which the only thing is, is that I would always be planning like four weeks ahead on the schedule right. so i knew what i'd be working and so now yeah. i'm at the mercy of other people telling me what i'm working oh no so yeah. it's yeah it's a little frustrating in terms of that but um other than that it's, it's super it's way less stressful for sure um Good. last last year i was in school but i had just transitioned my job into the office job that i did for a year right and uh, I was only taking two courses at the time. So it didn't feel like I was like going in. Whereas here I'm like full-time school yeah, and um, working a whole lot less. So like the transition into Christmas feels a lot weirder and like yeah. suddenly not having uh, nearly 40 hours of school a week and just having to study for finals just like yeah. ripped out from like overnight basically it was a really weird feeling so i can imagine yeah, yeah. that's a huge I always, change i always feel like really antsy i'm like looking at like where can i go in the mountains for like eight hours and just like wander around yeah yeah <laughs> just to chill out just to yeah. like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it was cool because you were, it looked like i thought did you do the grouse grind recently i thought that uh like... no but i i i did trails on grouse but i didn't right. go up the grind yeah oh okay yeah that's it i like we did it once and i was like okay i don't really need to do that one again yeah the grouse grind is not fun it's yeah. kind of it's like a rite of passage you have to do it once but yeah. there's m- many better ways to get up the mountain and some of them are well known and some of them are just kind of like bushwhacking up and yeah. uh yeah so i i like doing that i haven't actually i i've climbed basically up to Grouse Mountain yeah. a, a number of times now, but I haven't actually ever then kind of gone on to Grouse Mountain. I've just, I've been with like my dog Kaylee. And so we've been running around. And so um, the one you're probably thinking of is I basically went up to the base of Grouse Mountain, uh, like the, um, like where the cut is at the bottom, like the lowest yeah. ski run. Uh, and then I kind of went around halfway around the mountain and then, and then down the backside of, not the backside of it, like the adjacent side of it. So right. that was a really cool run. Uh, it was 500 meters of elevation in 1.2 kilometers. So, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. and I started pretty high up, so it was yeah, it was that's pretty gross. Funny. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay though. It's it's good yeah. training. Yeah, are you using it more for cross training for your like marathons and stuff like that? Like, well, no, because we're doing a trail ultra. Oh, in that's right. You're April, doing the trail so, ultra. Yeah, right. Just trying to get as much mileage on yeah forests as possible. Plus, it's so much more fun, and you feel way less... Thank you. It um, is way more fun. Yeah. Road running sucks. <laughs> it has its purposes, mm. and I'm going to have yeah, to be doing a lot more of it. destroying your knees. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's not even true. Uh, uh, there's Probably. been studies that showing that runners actually have stronger knees. So, as long the as they trail have... trail runners? As long as they have good form. Oh. No, just runners in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. How dare you use evidence-based research against me? How dare you? are you guys all decorated for christmas sure are did you did you guys put up lights yeah yeah i it was super sketch um <laughs> i uh i have found that i really don't like roofs <laughs> right i'm very uncomfortable on roofs so this was uh 
a bit of a, so we have like lights along the garage which are fine because i can literally just stand there and put them up yeah um I think I used a stepladder only because I had to like get the clips like in right, the gutters, right. and then then I climbed out and like like leaned over the edge and like was put because we have like there's there are little hooks along the side along the um what's it called the those boards that run along the side I can't ever remember the name of them we need to replace them they're like rotting um but there's like hooks and nails for like lights that you can just right. like, hook onto which is sweet right. so but like here's me like hunched over like trying not to flip over onto the ground and stuff. And I'm just like hooking lights on and Corey's like, Oh, can you do, can you like make it a bit like more tight? And like, it's just a little loose looking. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go back. Why are you doing this? It was funny. Um, yeah. And then, so, and then thankfully, uh, but it was, it was cool. Cause I got to stand on the roof and then I got to see the solar panels up close and personal for the first time, which was kind of neat. So, was, Oh, you got them installed. We did. Did we not tell you that? No, I don't think so. I thought I sent you a picture. I don't think so. Yes, I did. Yes. I'm pretty sure you didn't know that I was trying to show you the solar panels. I'm almost positive. I think you were looking at the the garage door. And I'm pretty sure the panels. Oh, for sure. This picture. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely thought you were sending me a picture of uh, of the garage door. That's so funny. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Right, and that's that. That was kind of the point. We were like, I send you the photo, and I'm like, and I'm pretty sure Cora and I afterwards, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they didn't know, they don't know why we sent this picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's so not funny. the best photo because like you don't really you don't really see them, and that's kind right, of right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, that's nice that was, though. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Um, but um, I thought they would protrude a lot more, so I was actually like, the fact that you didn't notice is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> um because it like doesn't like they don't they don't stick out as much as i thought they would yeah i thought they would be like a lot more i guess you have a pretty shallow slope on your roof so they don't kind of like yeah 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 it's actually it kind of works like you have to stand pretty far back i should take a photo from like the side because when you're driving like from uh the shopping center you can see them quite Mm -hmm. quite well so i should take i should honestly take pictures from there yeah yeah, yeah. make a lot more sense but yeah no they're cool we've been uh i get an app and then it shows me how much we're like generating which is really neat and like i'm kind of when it's sunny out i'm always like how much are we generating because i'm a nerd that way and like yeah which i also feel like if you if you did it as well you'd be like watching as well oh for sure Yeah, yeah 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 so so funny i call i'm pretty sure i called it after i was like i'm pretty sure they think i'm sending a picture of the garage door and it's actually and of course like no no which also was nice yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah that came out really nice actually dan we're doing a bit of a christmas extravaganza holiday extravaganza this this episode because this is the last one to come out before christmas yes and uh you and i both celebrate christmas so we're going to be talking christmas christmas stuff one of my one of one of the things i like to do uh well uh, also my wife my wife likes to drag me too uh but i also enjoy it as well is uh going to uh local christmas craft fairs and you can usually find like a lot of really interesting stuff and a lot of like small businesses will come in and uh um uh, showcase their products we there's like a lot of woodwork there's a lot of like metal work there's a lot of Clo- there's a lot of clothing and and uh homemade cards and um homemade decorations and stuff like that a really really cool place and 
it always seems to go to like a good a good cause a local charity for uh the the price of entry which is usually like two bucks or something like that and and then they'll have uh door prizes as well i want to showcase a couple that we went to uh we went to the spectrum secondary school which is a school close by to us and this is the first one that we went to for the season they had both of their gyms, which I actually didn't know they had two gyms, so which is pretty awesome. So both gyms were set up um, wall-to-wall with uh, 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 vendors and stuff like that. And there's one in particular that I want to talk about, and kind of sticking to the theme of our podcast, it is food-related. Um, Perfect. And this, this one is a little bit of an interesting one for me because i uh, um i don't know you probably know this but i'm not much of a seafood fan i'm starting to get a little bit more into seafood and uh i like your white fishes like your cod halibut that's kind of stuff but i struggle with like prawns salmon i'm somehow i didn't know that about you no really no oh yeah i mean fish and chips is always really good it's like i like the more milder fish i think so i i don't i can't really i don't like the fishy taste which is really weird well, if fish tastes fishy, then it's not good fish. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. Maybe I'm just not eating good fish. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, which is kind of weird because, like, I'm starting to get into scallops a little bit, which is yeah, quite a strong flavor from my understanding. Well, you really, really good scallops should just taste like a little bit like the ocean. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. So I, I I prefer them to be cooked in like a garlic butter or like some of sort of sauce or something. Like the that. only way. But, yeah. And, and, uh, so while walking through this, this, uh, this craft fair, we stumbled upon a, co- a small business called Hardy Boys Smoked Fish, which is a local business at the tip of Vancouver Island in Port Hardy, Hardy Boys, Port Hardy, oh. <laughs> um, that is family owned and run since it, and it was founded in 1994. It actually started off as a little bit of just a hobby to supplement the family's income and it evolved into actually one of the largest employers in Port Hardy, believe it or not. Wow. Um, they've gone through multiple major renovations and uh, and uh, increasing their product, their ability to provide more and more product over the years. So in 1994, when they first start, it was basically husband and wife, Bruce and Carol DeRom, and then one other employee. They started in a small 3,000 square foot building and like a 10 by 10 freezer. And an even smaller, like, walk-in cooler. Um, they started doing their own custom smoking of the salmon. And uh, it would be, like, dried and put into baggies and stuff like that. And yeah. people loved it so much that they quickly started expanding. Um, in 1999, they uh, moved into, like, a newly renovated 7,000-square-foot facil- facility. Wow. And then in 2008, they did another major renovation and purchase. Uh, sorry, they did a major expansion and purchased a 50,000 square foot building, which they <laughs> operate out of now. And uh, it's uh, very, very well known across the island, uh, except by me, apparently, because I've actually never heard of them. They uh, employ 65 people year round. Uh, they have wholesale and commercial and in the summer months, they expand to about 75 employees um, oh, to look after awesome. sport fishing, which is pretty sweet. Um, and so when we the products that they had on display for us to purchase was their uh, smoked salmon, which I think they're mostly known for. They can't they come in these cute little p- pouches. So it's more they, they describe it as more of like a uh, to go snack 
that you can kind of chew on. Right. The flavors that they uh, provide these uh, these packs on are original jerky, uh, garlic and pepper, and maple jerky. So it's a candied salmon jerky that is uh, uh, flash frozen and candied and oh, is absolutely delicious. We tried the well, we tried each one of them and loved the maple jerky because you got a little bit more sweetness and for me it like hid the salmon flavor a little bit more <laughs> but even like even myself i really enjoyed the original and uh, despite like it tasting like salmon which is not yeah. something i'm super into but i just found it absolutely delicious it's good for you filled with omega-3s and omega-6s like like all the fish kind of products are and I could definitely see myself actually having this as like a quick to go snack, like from time to time. And yeah, yeah, which is weird for me because I, again, like I said at the beginning, I am not really a seafood fan, but I could eat this happily, like all day, every day. Yeah. What I really like about them as well is they're, um, they're committed to ocean wise. They're ocean wise certified. They right, practice right. like, uh, sustainable fish, uh, fish fishing practices throughout the year and stuff like that so um, they're trying to do this the right way and they also provide such a great amazing product that i highly recommend you try uh they are able to ship canada wide it costs about 10 bucks for shipping for shipping for shipping and on their website you can get like different packs and uh there's variety packs you can shop just singles you can get like little gift boxes and then all the other kind of merchants that merchandise that you'd expect. So they have like sweaters and t-shirts and little oh, hats funny. and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's um, it was absolutely delicious. I highly, highly recommend. Uh, it's a really, really nice, more healthy um, uh, version of beef jerky, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I can't imagine beef jerky is that good for you. They, um, they do all of them with salmon? They do, yeah. It's basically all it's it's all salmon, um, and all uh, flash frozen and smoked before we obviously Amazing. smoked and then flash frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so they you don't need to refrigerate them. They just like stay in the pack and they're they're good to go any time of the day. Um, bring them on a hike. They would be brilliant for hiking. Lots of big big hit of protein, uh, nice and filling tastes delicious it's a yummy treat it somehow is healthy for you and a tasty treat at the same time so yeah yeah and that's coming from somebody like i said i don't like salmon and i love this stuff it is so yeah. good i can make i could eat it all the time all the time did you find them super sweet not overly sweet so that's another thing like i didn't find it i didn't find the sweetness or the salmon flavor like overwhelming it was a beautiful like balance of right. of um of smokiness little bit of salmon flavor in there and then a little touch of sweetness at the end that's good i find that some uh candied salmon and even like smoked salmon that's kind of candied for preservation just gets way too sweet because they yeah. have to it's like how a lot of jerkies are too salty because they have to yeah. get all the moisture out yeah. um so that's that's great that they were able to find the balance yeah it was uh it was beautiful um i <laughs> not embarrassed to say cory and i like went ham and just ate the, an entire pack between the two of us and like i wanted more you mean you went sam i went <laughs> salmon <laughs> do you want to uh ask me what i've been drinking yes what have you been drinking well i'm gonna break format a little bit here and i'm gonna go slightly outside of bc oh <gasps> naughty 
Not well, it's the holidays. Anything is anything goes. Anything goes. All right, fine. So I went to a whiskey festival recently called Hopscotch, and I'll talk about a few things I I tried there another time. But sure. I tried a whiskey from a brand called Two Brewers Whiskey, and they're from Yukon. Yeah. So it's close to BC. Um, and they have a maple conditioned whiskey, and it's so smooth, and it has. It's totally drinkable neat just by itself. Yeah. It has just a hint of sweetness of maple to it that kind of cuts the sharpness of the whiskey. But what I've been doing is I mix it with a little bit of Kahlua espresso and eggnog and I shake it over ice. Oh my God. And make like kind of like a eggnog martini, but with whiskey. Yeah. Eggnog espresso martini, but with whiskey. And I don't know about you, but I love bourbon in my eggnog instead of rum. I think it's a much better flavor. So this kind of emulates that, but then it's also got that coffee notes to it. So you get that really kind of you get that like sweetness from the eggnog and a little bit from the maple and you get yeah. the coffee from the Kahlua and the espresso and you get the alcohol <laughs> from the whiskey. Um, but it's a really smooth whiskey. So it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't jump out of the yeah. flavor and everything works so beautifully together. And um, I have to actually give credit to my wife because she found the recipe that we use as the base for it. Nice. But we had a big debate about whether or not it's actually an espresso martini or not, because martinis are with gin or vodka, and this is with whiskey. Right. And so she's like, it's an espresso eggnog martini. I'm like, well, you can't, it's not a martini because it's whiskey. And she's like, okay, it's a whiskey espresso eggnog martini. I'm like, that's too many words. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what to call it, but it's delicious. So oh, we so were good. we were kind of getting into the spirit. My sister is going away to Australia for the holidays. What? Uh, to see, oh yeah, to see God. her partner's family. So uh, the two of them are going to see his family in Australia. Fun. So we kind of had like a pre-holiday dinner and uh, we made those drinks for everybody and it was, it went over really well. Okay. And then my dad was like, this is really smooth, but maybe it's just the sweetness of the eggnog. And I was like, well, try a little bit of the whiskey. And I, he tried a little bit of the whiskey. He's like, this is really good whiskey. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that sounds so I'm more good. of I'm more of a whiskey drinker than he is, but Fair he enough. definitely appreciates when it is like a good whiskey. So, if you could figure out a way to seal that up and send it to me, that'd be great. <laughs> well, you can get everything yourself, except for I'm sure you can even get the whiskey from one of the liquor stores on the island. Oh, probably. So, uh, Two Brewers is actually from uh, Whitehorse in the yep. Yukon, and. They do kind of limited releases, it looks yep. like. And so they they kind of, they have like their classic whiskey and then they have whatever they produce, they, they call it release number whatever. And they kind of have like a history on their website of all their releases. And so they're up to 37 right now. Uh, and I don't know what is available in stores, but it yeah, it's really, really cool. And they have some really good, uh, there was three whiskeys that I was able to try and I thought the maple one was the best, but hmm. the classic was really, really good. And um, their 37 was also really good. I think it was a single cask, uh, single malt that they did, which was really nice as well. So, yeah. So the one I got was a release number 36, which is like the special finish kind. Uh, and this, the one that I got was a kind of like a maple conditioned one. Yeah. But what's cool about them too is they use all glacier water, so it's like really pure water for their distilling. Oh, really? They're doing good things. I'm going to look out for them on the shelves for sure. Yes. Yeah. Even I might look out for them. 
I'm yeah. not much of a whiskey. I'm trying to develop my whiskey palate. You yeah. know that. I'm trying. <laughs> but either way, yes. the moral of the story is this cocktail. <laughs> I mean, the whiskey made it for sure, but yeah. definitely have to definitely have to try the cocktail. Too. I will, yeah, that cocktail mixture sounds amazing. What about you? What have you been having? I've been drinking a really great coffee these days. So I don't know if we've talked about this too much, but we've been grinding our our coffee beans and like discovering like yeah. different different coffees uh, every kind of place that we go to we try to get like a bag of their like local coffee roasters just to give it a whirl and uh grind them all up and this one i had hadn't heard of but it's here in saanich it's called galloping goose coffee roasters and galloping goose is kind of a reference towards the trail network that we have here in victoria right uh, uh, the galloping goose runs basically from well it actually goes like everywhere uh but the main part of it goes from langford through to all the way to downtown and then also all the way up to saanich kind of cordova bay area um so it's quite a large network of of biking uh trails uh bike i shouldn't say trails it's concrete um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a it's uh kind of referencing that i met the owner who's originally from colombia and he gets a lot of his beans from colombia and he was saying he actually travels back and forth from the farms to take a look at how the coffee farmers are doing and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty cool and perfect take some samples and uh get there and buy their the beans wholesale down down from there they what i really like about them is they're very uh trying to do things the right way which is something i kind of reference quite a lot i'm realizing um so all <laughs> it's of okay it's good to have a brand yeah fair enough <laughs> uh a fully recyclable all of their packaging is fully recyclable and i find it's really neat they're like little cans one of them looks like a coffee like or sorry one looks like a, a pop can like kind of a foot or so and then you just like pop the top off and uh it's uh you can seal it back up again the cans kind of look like the uh the tennis ball holders oh yeah yeah that's they've great got, like the plastic like top and stuff oh that's i love those cans right they're so good well because they're they they reseal and then you open it up and every time you do you smell it and you're like mm, it smells good thank you <laughs> the tennis ball smells so good oh i was talking about opening coffee but oh yeah that too <laughs> do you can you return those cans for yeah. Like a refund or? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, return prob- for refund where applicable. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's kind of like, there's, it's like squishy. Right. <laughs> I like squishy. Anyway, uh, they also uh, are, they also pay farmers at a fair, sustainable price for their coffee. Uh, and they also use um, a, a process that uses less water uh, to make their coffee. So, so it's, it uses about 30% less water than traditional uh, coffee processing, coffee bean processing. So I right. found that really cool. On their table, they had a, a bowl of their coffee beans as they were. And then they have like roasted coffee beans. So you can kind of see, and I didn't actually know this, but coffee beans are green. When yeah, they're yeah. Not, which I thought was really wild. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were found kind of just in hills, uh, in the hillside area of Sanish, the roastery portion. They do all of their stuff on. They do all their sales online and like for little craft fairs. They're quite small, so you can't go in to. No, like, they don't have a storefront. It? No. Oh. Yeah, so uh, they do free delivery anywhere in Victoria, which is really neat. And they're we got we got their decaf Columbia bean, which is really really nice. 
and uh, also the the Congo Hutui Kivu blend, which is kind of a medium roast uh, that has notes of kind of blackberry, chocolate, and cherry, which I thought thought was really interesting. Amazing. So, it has been it has been a delight. I don't know if you noticed before, but I was sipping on a coffee, and it was that, and it was oh, so perfect. Uh, it's very very smooth. It's flavorful, and it's just a delightful way to start your day. Uh, their decaf is also really smooth and still has a very nice coffee flavor, nice roasted uh, flavor profile, and it tastes like coffee but without the caffeine. It's brilliant. Yeah. they're yeah. really really brilliant, and I really like that they're local. And they also uh, support uh, sustainable and fair pricing practices for their coffee, which I think is always really, really good. Good. Yeah. Good. That's really good. I'll definitely try that coffee roaster out because I am running low on beachcomber coffee and it's... I I had a friend go up to Gibson's the other day and I um, made him come back with four pounds for me. So when that runs out, I'm not going to have a a way to get it so maybe i'll give that a try because it's online anyway there you go and it's uh you get free shipping if you spend 40 dollars or more are you a dark roast medium roast what a what a blonde roast? well i use a dark roast or espresso roast because we have an espresso machine so f- for coffees in the morning we make americanos yeah i love americanos yeah and then on the weekends we make lattes so Ooh. it's nice and that way you only have to have one coffee machine so oh there you go that's a good way to do it i don't know about you but I love a nice uh, coffee or hot chocolate and Bailey's. That is like okay. My... So here's the funny thing: I actually don't like hot alcohol. Really? There's one exception, which is mulled wine. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But I don't. I don't enjoy hot alcohol. So really? Yeah. Well, but anyway, tell me about your coffee and Bailey's. I've got uh, news for you because this is actually non-alk. It's a non-alk oh. Bailey's creamer. I didn't think that this was even a thing. And I was like, I'm really enjoying coffee and Bailey's these days, but like, I can't have coffee with, or I can't have Bailey's in my coffee before I go to work (laughs) for (laughs) obvious reasons. (laughs) So I was trying to find, and I didn't realize that they, that Bailey's actually does a non-alk creamer. So I was able to find it. And I tell you, it is really, really nice and smooth. It brings such a wonderful, like uh nutty flavor to your coffee and normally i drink my coffee black so and like i don't really like a lot of stuff in it so i i like no sugar no milk none of that but i have to say getting into the holiday spirit and waking up in the morning pouring a little bit of bailey's coffee non-alk creamer (laughs) for anybody listening i'm not drinking before i go to work (laughs) has been a delightful addition to to my morning routine i am hooked all right, tell me, what what do you got for us for this Christmas edition? So I went to the Vancouver Christmas Market last night, Ooh. which I've done for the last few years in a row, actually. Um, just not for any reason other than it was there, I guess. Mm. Like, I'm not, like, super excited by it, but we just go. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, Good publicity <laughs> for the Vancouver Craft Market or Christmas Market. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's just everything is overpriced. Like, mm. they're... The, yeah, but I mean, it's in the heart of downtown. So I just right. think there's there's better markets, but there's no better exposure to the vendors right. that are there because they come from all over BC to, to be there. So mm-hmm. there was a distillery doing a tasting there uh, called Wayward. Wayward. And Wayward is uh, 
a bunch of spirits based off of honey instead of the traditional grains or whatever else they're, they're made from. So they're they're in the Comox Valley in uh, on Vancouver Island, up near Courtney. They've won a ton of awards. They've won 2019 Artisan Spirit Competition, Vodka Class. Uh, they won gold in that. They won gold in the Liquor Class in the same year. They won gold in the Infused Vodka Class. They won gold in the Rum Class. They won silver in the Gin and in 2016, they won gold in the gin as well, which is quite impressive. Wow, uh, yeah. That one distillery is getting multiple different spirits awards. Yeah. And so they have, they started with 300 hives, beehives, mm-hmm. and they've grown to 1,700 now. Wow. So huge expansion. And they produce this one that I, I don't, it's called Krupnik. Which is like a hold on. They produce they produce a spirit called Krupnik, which is a spiced honey liqueur, and it's very um, strong. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. Like it doesn't it doesn't make you want to you know. Um, it's not it's not the strong that like makes you want to gag. It's just like oh, this is a liquor for sure. But like it definitely had flavor to it and it had kind of a mellowness to it at the same Mm -hmm. time where you drank it and you're like whoa this is a strong liquor and then it was gone basically it didn't kind of linger and you know you were like looking for water to uh (laughs) wash down wash it down and then they did a raspberry gin liqueur as well which we tasted and i don't like gin like i i'm very slowly trying to reintroduce myself to gin but yeah I specifically said I don't like gin, but I was willing to try it. And he's like, don't worry, this raspberry gin is great. And it's a lot more raspberry, but we won't be offended if you don't like it. And I was like, good. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was really good. So they put so many local raspberries in there that it's so incredibly flavorful and very raspberry forward. Yeah. You can it, only a little bit of the gin botanicals come through. Mm. And so it was really good. I mean, obviously it'll only work in select cocktails, but uh, it was really, really tasty. And I actually quite enjoyed it. When I, when I smelled it, I was like, this smells like gin. Yeah. And so I was worried, but then I sipped it and I was like, Oh, this is so refreshing. And so raspberry E, but obviously like in a really nice way, it wasn't like sweet or anything. Yeah. So that was really cool. We didn't get to try the, the rum, but I feel like I tried them last year. The because mm. they were there last year as well, and they have a rum called the Drunken Hive Rum, which is made from fermented honey, which is really interesting because rum is typically made from molasses or sugarcane root. Right. So uh, to be made from honey is an interesting concept, which maybe some people would argue is kind of going against the philosophy of rum. But I think it's really cool that they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then another one that we had was, it's called the Depth Charge Espresso and Cacao Bean Vodka. And so it was, it was like having a sip of espresso, but it was, you know, vodka. So it was really incredible. You didn't get that kind of vodka-y, I, I mean, vodka doesn't taste like a whole lot to start off with, but there wasn't yeah. really like the alcoholy finish to it either. It was just... It was like having an espresso, really, but cold, obviously. Yeah. And so it was really incredible. And they also have, we didn't get to try it, a barrel-aged gin as well. So they finish the gin, and then they 
age it in bourbon barrels. Yeah. So you kind of get that infusion of flavor into the gin, which is super cool. Uh, again, we didn't get to try it, but it sounds really interesting. And it's something that I would certainly be willing to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, they suggest mixing it into a Negroni, which would Ooh. be interesting because it would give you a bit of that kind of like Manhattan-y flavor as well. Yeah, yeah. But it also, they suggest making like a gin old fashioned with it, which would also be super cool. So super interesting what they're doing there. And mm-hmm. they they really seem like they're like a a honey first place. Yeah. Not that they're selling honey, but they're not growing the grains or importing the grains and, and doing the distilling that way. They're, they're beekeepers, mm-hmm. which is really good for sustainability as well, because the bees are helping pollinate the areas. And yeah. because the honey is local it's also getting kind of the local terroir in the honey which uh translates into the spirits as well so it's really cool what they're doing and to also not just be doing focused on one spirit but also just doing a variety of spirits is really cool as well mm-hmm. and they were super nice they're super excited to be there and have you tasting everything they sell out of farmers markets and private liquor stores they're not in the bcls Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're definitely available out there, and they're apparently in a lot of bars on Vancouver Island, oh. and uh, even some internationally. So, perfect. Yeah, that's um, really cool. I I love the description of the char number three, which is the uh, barrel aged gin, and it's like when a gin and bourbon love each other very much, you end up yeah. with way <laughs> worse char number three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed, which is really cool, is that they donate one percent of spirit sales to the protection and promotion of bees and pollinators. Oh, perfect. Um, as we know, obviously, bees are having a hard time right now. Yeah. Uh, so people that are sustainably using bees and uh, beekeeping is really good and really helpful because we need them to, you know, survive on this planet. Yes. And one of the things that's really cool is it's not 1% of proceeds, it's 1% of sales. Right. Yeah. Wow. So that's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. That's a, this is awesome. Yeah, we need one we need bees to be protected like big time because it is a bad bad look if they go extinct for us. Yeah. We're screwed big time. Um and it's really interesting to see them making different um liqueurs with fermented fermenting honey. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, they're the first they're the first distillery in Canada to do that, to use honey no to way. make spirits. Really? Yeah. Oh, and they even really have cool. um like they have four uh demonstration hives on yeah. their property. So if people come there, they can like learn about the bees and stuff, which is super cool. Oh, I love that. They use their bees as well to kind of collaborate with farmers and like pollinate and you know go forth and multiply and whatever so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really cool and like even just like browsing through their website you can tell that they are uh specifically there to beekeep right and the distillery is like a cool thing that they're doing with that yeah um but they're not they're like oh we're distillers and we happen to use honey it's like yeah we raise bees and what we're doing with that product is is this so and we're trying to use our like the use funds to actually protect bees and stuff like that so it's very much it very much seems like beekeeper first like this is a cool byproduct of what we're doing yeah yeah Yeah, and kind of like how they're how they're funding it almost yeah yeah Yeah. i love that i'm gonna look out for this and i noticed that they're in victoria in a few spots when meets mary uh clive's uh cocktail bar they're at and um 
So we'll have to go and check it out. Win Meets Mary is definitely Win Cries Mary is a uh, okay. is a restaurant that has been on our list of places to visit for a very long time. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's another great. reason to go. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in the Courtney area in Comox Valley, they're located at twenty nine thirty one Moray Avenue in Courtney, BC. It looks like they are in a lot of farmers markets and obviously at the Christmas market in Vancouver. If you get a chance to try them, they have a stall in the back kind of liquor area. Like I said, they were there last year as well. So they'll probably be there next year as well. So if you don't listen to this in time to go to the Christmas market, definitely get out there and give them a try. Brilliant. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Cavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in their show notes and our TasteBC map. Make sure to follow us at TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep Keep it it tasty. tasty. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. I hate Justin Bieber. I find him so embarrassing. I, well, I'm not a big fan either, but I love that song. Fair shamelessly. enough. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I did it because he's a Canadian. Full stop. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was between that or the Katy Perry song, and I decided I would go with the Canadian. So Fair enough. I will accept that. Uh, that is a good song. I just wish it was by somebody else. It's okay. You don't have to like an artist to like one of the songs. That's true. Or you don't have to like an artist because you like one of the songs. Hmm, fair. I don't really like Chad Kruger, but I like a lot of Nickelback songs. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs>